Do you ever wonder how to teach your kids humility without destroying their confidence? How do you balance wanting the house to be neat and tidy versus spending quality time engaging in play with your kids? If you're wondering how to navigate either of these issues, then we're so glad you're joining us for today's episode of Ask Ginger. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help support our ministry, one great way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Another great way to support our ministry is by helping us get the word out to other parents by subscribing to our podcast and leaving a rating or a review wherever you listen. Thank you so much for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I just love waking up in the morning, curling up in my comfy chair with a warm cup of coffee and reading the daily news. Did you just tense up? Because I did. Honestly, I sense myself wanting to avoid the news at all costs and shield my children from it as well. But what if there was a better way to be informed without being disheartened? Well, that's exactly what I love about the world and everything in it. This podcast from World News Group is my favorite source for current events because I can get sound journalism from a Christian worldview without the hysteria, the chaos, and the stress. As one of Apple Podcasts' top 100 news programs, they deliver essential headlines, field reporting, interviews, and expert analysis every weekday. Search for The World and Everything in It wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Ginger, you and I are so grateful to all of our listeners, and we just want to share a couple of reviews we have recently received. Hetty from Virginia says this, Your podcast has been such an inspiration to me and helped me so much in being a godly mother. I cannot thank you enough. I'm on my second round of re-listening to all the podcasts and taking notes this time. May God bless you both and this podcast. Uh, Well, Hetty definitely wins the award for the most studious. Gold star. (laughs) For you, Hattie, thank you for your kind words and for your support. And Hannah from Minnesota says this, thank you for all of the advice. Well, thank you, Hattie, Hannah, and all of our listeners for your generous donations, your encouraging words, and your support of our podcast over the years. All right, let's get right to our first question. This comes from Katie with an IE in Indiana, and she says this, one of the benefits I've seen from homeschooling is the confidence my kids have, and I love it. I also feel like there's a fine line between confidence and pride. How do we teach our kids humility without destroying their confidence? It's mm, a great question. Good. Yeah, it is. So hi, Katie, with an IE. That is a great <laughs> question. And I could not agree more in that there is a fine line between confidence and pride. And that fine line is humility. Mm. Confidence without humility is pride. The spiritual difference between confidence and pride is that confidence gives glory to God, while pride gives glory to self. 
parents can help children understand that difference by teaching them to give credit where credit is due for their abilities, their strengths, and their talents, all of which are gifts from God to be used for His glory. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Anything good in our children, even their salvation, comes from God's grace, not their own efforts or abilities. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 say, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Mm. I don't know of anyone in Scripture who demonstrated what it means to walk in both confidence and humility any better than the Apostle Paul. Except Paul, for Jesus, but go Except ahead. for Jesus. Thank you. Yes. Oh, amen. Paul's confidence in proclaiming the truths of God's Word got people's attention. Paul utilized his talents and abilities, and people responded. Paul was good at what he did, and he knew it. But he also knew that apart from the work of God in and through him, he was nothing. He said in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 6 and 7, I planted the seeds, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Mm. God gave Paul the ability to be a great seed planter, which is why Paul planted seeds with confidence. But Paul's confidence was rooted in humility as he acknowledged God's authority and power and gave him all the glory for the outcome. In 2 Corinthians 3, 5, Paul reiterated that his confidence and abilities came from the Lord. He said, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. There's nothing sinful about kids walking in confidence as long as it's coupled with humility. Mm. If it is, they're going to give God the glory. But if in their confidence they're crediting themselves, that's a telltale sign that sinful pride is in the heart. Pride is always self-glorifying. God's children are to boast only in ways that are God-glorifying. Prideful confidence measures ability and accomplishments by making comparisons. Humble confidence credits God's abilities and accomplishments in us and through us. Mm. In 2 Corinthians 10, verses 12 through 14, Paul talks about prideful comparisons and how God's children are individually and uniquely equipped with specific abilities to accomplish specific assignments for His purposes. That passage says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us. Pride makes comparisons in order to boast in self and exalt self. Pride says, I'm better than you at this, or my ways are better than your ways, or look at all the great things I'm doing that no one else can do. You know, Ginger, this is one of the reasons I resist the idea of building self-esteem in my kids. And I know that people with more education and letters after their names could better articulate what self-esteem actually means in the scientific world. But as I observe this in practice, especially in our culture, it seems to resemble a kind of self-confidence, self-regard, and self-aggrandizement that stems from self. <laughs> I mean, simply uh, self-esteem looks a whole lot more like what the Bible describes as pride, arrogance, and self-idolatry. 
But culturally, we excuse this kind of behavior, especially in people who've achieved a certain level of success and wealth, because it seems to work for them. Uh, They have all the worldly trappings of success, awards, followers, money. I mean, just think about some of the most celebrated people in our culture right now. Politicians, musicians, athletes, celebrities, business people. And as a society, do we celebrate them most because of their humility? Probably not. Mm. And I'm thinking even leaders within the church sometimes, we don't always celebrate the humility in the people Mm. who seem to be most successful. And I'll go ahead and confess that this conversation has made me examine one of my favorite pastimes, college football. I love college football, especially Georgia football. Your only downfall. Oh, well. (laughs) Georgia football. Continue. We're going to have to agree (laughs) to disagree on that one. Um, But when you look around at many of the young men who play at this level, you will see some of the most intense boasting, self-aggrandizement, and self-idolatry that exists in our culture. And Ginger, sadly, instead of pointing this out to our kids and praying for God to redeem these young men, we often ask for their autographs and go buy jerseys with their names on the back. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we can't enjoy college football because some of the players are arrogant, but it does make me want to use football as an opportunity to teach my kids about the dangers of pride and also, and probably more importantly, to celebrate the good moments when these young men and the coaches and the people involved glorify God with their talents. I get really excited about those moments, and we should make a big deal of those with our kids. Mm-hmm. Yep, that excites me too. I love to see talented athletes give God glory instead of crediting themselves. Mm-hmm. Theirs is a confidence that comes from the Lord when they do that, and we see that. And so we need to admire that and celebrate that in them. Confidence that comes from God is used by God and for God, whether it's a confidence in athletic or intellectual or creative abilities. Confidence that operates in humility says, apart from God, I have no ability. Mm -hmm. Any strength and talent I have has been given to me by God. I credit my creator with all that I'm able to accomplish and achieve. It is God who gifted me with this ability to be used for his glory. Prideful confidence boasts, Look at all the great things I am doing that no one else can do. Humble confidence boasts, look at all the great things God is doing that no one else can do. Hmm. So back to our listener's concern, Katie with an IE. If what you're witnessing in your kid seems to be a self-glorifying pride, pray that Jesus would convict and rid them of that sin and replace it with a God-glorifying confidence that will be used for His glory. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom and to use you to do a work in the hearts of your children. One way we can encourage our kids to walk in both confidence and humility is by teaching them to acknowledge and thank God for the abilities and talents He's given them. A posture of gratitude helps turn the heart from self to God. So if Lydia has a talent for singing, pray with her and give thanks to God for that gift. Lord, we are so thankful that you have blessed Lydia with such a beautiful singing voice. What a good gift you've given her. We can't wait to see all the ways that you're going to use this talent for your glory. Mm. Or if Carlos is a fast learner and makes all A's in school and maybe has a tendency to boast about it, (laughs) talk about how God gave him that ability and how it can be used for his glory. Honey, what a blessing 
that God gave you the gift of being able to learn so easily. Let's thank Jesus and ask him to show you how that ability can be used to serve him and others. Something I thought of that Katie can do with her kids besides watching Georgia football is to find opportunities when she's reading aloud to ask questions about the main characters. So you don't want to get preachy about it. So you have to be subtle, but ask questions like, what part of this person's character do you believe is honoring to God? Uh, What part of his or her character is not honoring to God? Or if the child is very young, you can be more specific and ask questions of book characters like you would ask heart probing questions of your own kids. Uh, Did so-and-so try to bring glory and honor to God or to himself? Mm -hmm. And I just love what uh, Rudine Sims Bishop had to say about good literature, that it contains windows and mirrors. Good stories help us to see outside our own world and into the lives of others, but they can also reflect back to us our own experiences. Perhaps this is one of the reasons that God chose to reveal himself to us through books and books full of detailed and compelling stories. And interestingly, God didn't limit the Bible to stories of the triumphs and successes of God's people, but he laid bare the horrific failures as well. We're studying judges in our small group right now, and I've been reminded of this, the horrific failures of God's people. Uh, so when you're reading God's word to your kids, you want to make sure that with within reason, you address the failures of God's people and the fact that there has only ever been one who is without fault. Ginger, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but my absolute favorite Bible story was the story of Lot's wife. And It is the story I wanted my dad to read over and over again. And I'm just not sure what was going on in that twisted little brain of mine. (laughs) That is very unusual. Would you read me the story of Lot's wife? (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. And I think part of me was trying to figure out what exactly Lot's wife did to deserve such a disastrous ending because she looked back. I mean, weren't there people who did far worse and who were forgiven? I mean, think about King David. Mm -hmm. So the benefit of stories like this, though, is that we can articulate to our kids that there is none who does good, not even one. And that's Psalm 14, 3. And then we can point them to the only one who can rescue us from the pride in our own hearts. Mm. Have your kids ever come to you with math homework and asked for your help? only for you to realize you did a mathematical brain dump the day you graduated high school? Well, I have great news for you parents. Whether you're homeschooling or helping your kids with their math homework after school, CTC Math is an invaluable resource. They have video tutorials and summaries that are concise and really engaging while still fully covering the subject matter. It's like having your own personal math tutor accessible at any time. I have so many favorite things about CTC Math, but just to name a few, I get extensive reports and summaries of my kids' progress. We have access to CTC Math's entire catalog of lessons, not just per grade level, as many online math programs do. And finally, there is a 365-day money-back guarantee, literally no questions asked. If you or your kids need some extra help with math, go to ctcmath.com and sign up for a free trial. Again, that's ctcmath.com. Well, Ginger, we've got time for one more question. Uh, This comes from Caitlin in California, and she writes this. Hello, Ginger and Katie. I just have to start by saying thank you for what you do. Listening to your podcast always seems to come at a time when I really need advice and encouragement. 
I was wondering if you could give any advice to moms who have a tendency to want to focus on the house being tidy and the to-do list being checked over spending quality time engaging or playing with the kids. This is so relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, I have four children under the age of seven and the to-do list seems to always be there. It's easy for me to say, not right now, I'm in the middle of this, when my kids want to play with me. But I never seem to actually come back to playing with them after my task because there's always she's another tired. one. Yeah, she's tired. Yeah, exactly. She's exhausted. <laughs> I often struggle with the guilt of knowing that the kids will be grown and gone and I will look back and wish that I didn't spend so much time worrying about the tidiness of the house. And yet, I continue to do the same things. I know that being a good steward of my home and cooking and cleaning is a way of serving God and my family, but I don't want it to become my primary focus over connection with my children. Any advice or recommendations would be appreciated. Mm. Well, first, Caitlin, I just want to say again that I can totally relate. Mm -hmm. Um, I had that same struggle and that same guilt, and I only had two kids. Um, And you're right, the to-do list will always be there, but your kids are only with you for a season, which I know seems like a really long season sometimes, especially during the ones that are more uh, challenging than others. Caitlin, I'm going to say something that I can almost guarantee you've heard before, probably numerous times. Oh, no. (laughs) Yep. From sweet old ladies in the grocery store. Enjoy them while they're little because they grow up so fast. If she I did heard it, that, y'all. She yep, did it. Yep. I had to do it. I know. <laughs> if I heard it once, I heard it a thousand times. And it was usually on the hardest days mm. where I was looking forward to my kids growing out of some of the more difficult and time demanding seasons. But I'm going to be that little old lady today, and I hope you won't be as quick to roll your eyes as I was. I'm here to tell you that that familiar phrase, enjoy them while they're little, It's really golden advice. It's some of the best advice I've ever gotten. And honestly, I wished I would have heeded it more. I homeschooled my kids, so I was with them most of the time. And we did have a lot of fun together. But if I could go back, I would have left the dishes in the sink and the laundry on the couch a whole lot more than I did. I would have spent much more time just enjoying my kids. Uh, My kids are now 30 and 27, and I love this season of life with them where the parenting stage is over and we just get to enjoy friendship and, and just being together. But I would do anything to go back and get to relive just one day of when they were little, even if the only day I could go back was the worst day. If that were possible, my, Katie, your kids are still little. Believe me, you're going to say the same thing. One day, Katie's going to say, now, I'm about to say something that you guys okay. are going to roll. Okay. <laughs> Just give you a few more years. But if that were possible to go back and even relive that worst day, my priorities would have been a whole lot different. Mm. And I can assure you that that to-do list would have been out the window. Time is something that we can never get back when our kids are little. And when all is said and done, I can't imagine any mom on her deathbed saying, I'm so glad I stayed on top of my to-do list. (laughs) Same with our kids. When they are grown and, and out of our homes, they're not going to look back and reminisce with joy and gratitude that the house was always tidy and clean. Now, they may look back and appreciate that, but that's not going to be what they really look back and remember. Uh, They're going to look back with fond memories of a mom who loved them so much that she made time with them a priority. Mm. Now, I do realize that the dishes and the laundry 
don't do themselves. And I agree 100% that keeping a clean, tidy home is one of the ways we serve our families. Our God is a God of order, not chaos. And an orderly home is a comfortable and enjoyable home. But when keeping a clean, organized home takes precedence over family relationships, it could be an indicator that it has become an idol. There's a healthy balance in being a good homemaker and taking time to nurture family relationships. I very much encourage you to live in that balance. You will never regret quality time spent with your children, no matter how far behind that puts you on other tasks. One way to help find that balance is to have some structure to your days. Have a well-thought-out routine that allows you to keep some order to your home while also setting aside specific times to nurture relationships with your children. Uh, That could just mean putting your phone on silent while you read a book or play a game together. It could mean setting aside 30 minutes in the mornings or evenings to take a walk together. Mm -hmm. Or it could mean that you linger more around the table during meals, talking and laughing rather than rushing to eat and get the kitchen clean so you can move on to the next thing on the to-do list. Quality time together uh, can look different for every child and every family. So study your children and do the things that seem to mean the most to them. What makes their eyes light up when you say, how about today we fill in the blank? Then set aside some time to do whatever it is that blesses them most. Okay. Well, Caitlin... I don't think I'm far enough removed from some of my worst parenting days to say that I would gladly relive them. Uh, So maybe once mine are grown and gone, I'll eat these words and say that Ginger was right. And as anyone who knows me can attest, I don't have much to offer Caitlin because I'm in this exact same situation. But I really do think there's a healthy balance there, like Ginger said. And while it's important to spend quality time with our children and to give them our full attention— We can't live as though the priorities of our home aren't also important. Mm -hmm. I just vividly remember visiting with a friend who I'm sure doesn't listen to our podcast so I can share this without fear of her identifying herself in the story. But she may not. She may not even recognize herself. But my kids and I went to her house for a play date. And y'all, I can't even begin to describe the housekeeping horrors that we faced there. I'm talking markers on the walls, food stuck on the floors and the couch, dishes on the table that then mingled with the lunch dishes we piled on top of them. There were dirty clothes everywhere. And I kid you not, there was not one inch of carpet that you could see on the floor of the kids' bedrooms. I have never seen anything like that in my entire life. And it was just very clear to me that managing a home wasn't even on the list of priorities for this mom. And Now, Ginger, this might be the most upsetting part for you. This family was renting the home. They were very carelessly trashing, Mm. frankly. Yep, (laughs) upsetting. If anything comes close to the sanctifying challenges of being a mom, it's the sanctifying challenges of being a landlord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In my experience, the latter calls for just as much patience and grace. Well, I mean, I know this mom was very busy, and I, I, I want to extend her a lot of grace in that. But her kids were old enough to help her out and prevent some of the sheer chaos and filth that they were living in at that time. And we caught her on a a day, like it was a glimpse. So I I wasn't there on a regular basis, but that Mm -hmm. day it was pretty intense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's unfortunate because part of the way we serve our families is by creating a comfortable home environment. Right. 
We don't want to become slaves to structure and routine, but having a plan of action for cleaning, organizing, and meals helps us to better meet the needs of our families. And I think one good way to think about it, Caitlin, is that quality time with your kids doesn't have to equal playing with them. Yes, we need to sometimes do that, but get them to be a part of what you're doing in managing the home. I think one of the things my mother-in-law did best, just hearing stories that my husband would tell, he has really fond memories of cleaning the house in the summers. Mm -hmm. And it's because they would play a hand of cards and then they would run and do like a load of laundry, fold a load of laundry. And then once that task was done, they would come back and play another hand of cards. And so she made it a game where they would try to get this done as quickly as possible and then come back. And I just think that's such a beautiful picture of how to balance responsibilities and mm-hmm. teaching them those responsibilities with engaging and playing and spending quality time with them. So I give huge credit to my mother-in-law in so many areas, but especially in that one, because my husband, as you've seen, Ginger, is an amazing <laughs> help around the house and he makes it fun. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is a good time to mention that we have two episodes that might be helpful for moms who can identify with the scene I just described earlier. Um, If you want to get a better handle on managing your days so you can be a better steward of your home and more available to show hospitality to others, uh, then check out episodes 120 and 121. And those are called Structuring Your Day and Structuring Your Child's Day. And we'll have Heather linked to those in our show notes. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Fabi from Texas, and she writes this. Sometimes when the house looks overwhelming, I call a cleanup countdown. I pick a number and then say, okay, we're doing a cleanup countdown starting with the number five. Then we all pick up five things and put them away. Then we come back around and pick up four things and then three and so on down to one. It's a super quick way to get the house in tip-top shape in less than 10 minutes. The messier the house is, the higher the number I start with. (laughs) I think the highest number I've started with is probably 10. Oh, wow. That is brilliant. I, I mean, that's right along the lines that. of Brian's mom because it's a yes. way to get chores done and spend time doing it together in a fun way. And you're learning math at the same time. So there that's excellent. There you go. Yeah, three and one. Well, listeners, if you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to genderhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. So, Ginger, for parents who can identify with either of those two questions we mentioned today, can you leave all of our listeners with a final word of encouragement? Sure. Let's help our children walk in humble confidence by teaching them to give thanks and glory to God for all the ways he's gifted them and all the ways he's using their gifts to serve his purposes for their lives. And let's be willing to set aside our own agendas as the Lord provides opportunities and prompts us to nurture our relationships with our children for his glory. Thank you so much, Ginger. And thank you listeners for joining us today. If your church might be interested in hosting Ginger and me for a women's event or bringing Ginger in for a parenting conference, please fill out the contact form at gingerhubbard.com and we'll get back to you with more information. Also on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Not sure which resource to get? Today, we're offering a bundle deal of all of Ginger's resources at a $25 discount. This includes her parenting books, study guides, the wise words for mom's chart, as well as the CD and digital download of her audio series called Reaching the Heart of Your Child. 
Listeners, this is a $95 value for only $70. And if you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com, you can get an additional 10% off this already great deal. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? (laughs) Because I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently, and each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com, and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. If you're wondering how to navigate either of these issues, then we're so glad you're joining us for today's episode of Ask Gender. Welcome to I'm your host, Katie Morgan. (laughs) Where did that come from? (laughs) I don't know. Okay.